Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. Some years ago, uh, Christmas Eve 1974, Cyclone Tracy hit my city. You know, we'd experienced cyclones before. Here comes another one. Oh, ho-hum. Wiped out half my city. 11,000 houses. Army base, Navy base, air base. Totaled 11,000 houses. People killed, including my neighbours. At the height of the storm, we just built a brand new home, just moved into it. The height of the storm, the roof's lifting and my wife's crying because the curtains are being ruined. Next day, no house, zip gone with the wind. It just blew away. Get your head around that. It might be fine for you to sit there, you whoop. Get your head around that when you're living it. My neighbours were killed. At the height of the storm, my house is disintegrating. I grab my kids and my wife and we run across to the neighbour's house, which was a brick house. There's corrugated iron flying, hitting, you know, uh, rotary clothes horses and decapitating them. The power lines are all down. I don't know if they're alive. If they're alive, I'm dead. I'm carrying my kids. Run over to the neighbour's house. That was destroyed too. So Christmas Day, 1974, I'll never forget. I emerged to what must look like Hiroshima. No houses, trucks upside down, no trees, nothing. Lost everything. My house is gone. My business is probably gone. You know, so fear. Anybody know what I'm talking about or am I just flapping my gums? And so we, we moved. My kids got flown out. Just Jen and I there, and we, we moved to a place looking out over the Darwin Harbour, Francis Bay, if you've been to Darwin. I could see crocs off the balcony. And there's a storm rolling across the bay. We've only just been hit by a cyclone. We'd gone to church, and some dingling prophet jumped up and said, well, because you named the city Darwin, God's going to not finish with you. He's going to send another tidal wave and wipe you right out. Doesn't that make you feel great? The goodness of God. Hello there. How many of you know there's some profits, but there's some losses as well? Is it right to be real or do we tiptoe through the tulips? I might have been born at night, but not last night. My head's not zipped up the back, Jack. Hello? Anyway, so I, I'm, you know, I thought I was going to die in the cyclone. I'm, I'm sure Jen had more faith. Oh, we're coming through it. I said, we're going to die. So I'm sitting there and here comes this storm. If you've ever experienced storms in the tropics, you know what I'm talking about. It's so black you could reach out and t- grab a hold of it. The lightning striking. Darwin's the second most lightning-prone city in the world. It's just smashing. It's shaking the whole house. You know, and I'm looking, and across the bay comes all of these birds flying, you know, squawking, carrying on. The crows, the corellas, the galahs, you know, the pelicans, the seagulls, and they're flying low to the water to keep away, and they, they're bolting to escape the storm. And I'm just looking, and I, I just happen to look up, and here's this magnificent eagle. And he's flying in the opposite direction, straight into the storm front, straight into it. And he'd lock those seven-foot wingspans, awesome. And he would hit the storm front and he would lift it. He would use the force to lift him and he's catapulting up. He's having the time of his life. You can hear him. I'm watching this bird and I'm watching the others, hello, <laughs> bolting for cover. I, I, I'm engrossed. I'm, I'm identifying kindred spirit with this bird, not those. I'm up here. And I hear a voice inside of me say, 
That's how you need to live your life. Now, you can run with the mob. Oh, Billy, love's going to come now. You can run with the majority who are usually wrong. The majority of those that wanted to crucify Christ, is this too deep? Y2K, is that too deep? Into the world's coming. Planes are going to drop out of the sky. Oh, Billy, love's coming now. Not one computer crash, but anyway. And so I'm watching this eagle to change my life. And sometimes even now, I'm going through a bit of a tough time. You know, I'll go away sometimes and I just think, man, I just love that bird. I, I don't worship eagles, but God is into eagles. He likens himself to an eagle. Is that right? He says, you were made for the high places. Deuteronomy, the high places. Is that right? Renew your youth as the eagle. I love that. Jan loves that passage. I said, watch out, you'll grow a big nose. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. But I, that changed my life that day. I'm just looking, man. And the Spirit of God saying, you can run with everybody else and squawk and carry on with the crows and the galahs. Or you can fly up there. Spread your wings of grace and faith. And just allow. That's what I love about grace. Effortless ease. Just lift you above the storms. No striving, no stressing, no trying to work it out or manipulate. I feel the love is coming again now. Thank you for your enthusiasm. In Proverbs chapter 30, if you want some scriptures. See, I, I believe anyway, for me, I like to preach things that I'm familiar with. You know, it's not much good at talking to me about brain surgery or motor vehicles, how they work. I, I don't know. But this is something I'm familiar with. I, and I, here it is. Hang on. What's happened to my Bible? Here it is. Proverbs chapter 30, and it says here in verse 18, there are three things which are too wonderful. Too wonderful, the writer says. No, there's four, he says, I don't understand. And the very first one, he says, the way of an eagle in the air. You know, eagles are aerodynamic marvels. They're made to ride on the high places of the earth. Can I have an amen or what? Most of you have experienced an eagle. You've been out there and watched them. Just a little dot in the sky, is that right enough? You know, and, and there's so much that we can learn from those birds. First of all, there's a few myths out there that it's preached. You know, I, I wrote to some well-known ministers and I said, don't preach that, that's just total fallacy. Pe people preaching, eagles smash their beaks. No, they don't. Any bird that smashes beaks die. Go home and try it on your budgie, see how long he lives. They can't eat. In fact, if a, a bird even breaks its beak, they have to create a fiberglass prosthesis, otherwise it dies. I've heard other ones say, you know, eagles get up and they pluck all their feathers out, sounds great, sells books, but it's total fallacy. They don't do that. There's so much that they do do. I've got a friend that actually raises bald eagles. Oh, sorry, bald eagles. Wedgetail eagles. Lives on the Gold Coast. He flies them for commercials, puts uh, cameras on the back of their head, you know, and flies them and things like that. And he's not saved, so I was sharing some of this, and he's laughing. He says, got any more Looney Tunes, stuff like that? Sounds great. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Look at Isaiah with me. Isaiah, if, you, if you're going to get into eagles in the Bible, eventually you're going to have to come to Isaiah chapter 40. And it says in Isaiah chapter 40, how many of you believe the Bible? Verse 28, have you not known, have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is he weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. I love that. You know, how many of you, when you first got saved, I liked it better when I was first saved and I knew everything. Hello? The longer I'm in this, the more I realize I don't know anything. 
I, I, I just need your grace, Lord. Now, if you don't, that's cool for you. But I tell you, it, it, it's just changed my life. I, I'm so dependent. I can't do this. I'm not capable of this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not the smartest pastor, Tony and Patsy. I got, <laughs> but, you know, that doesn't make you mad. I mean, you go to Singapore and Pastor Joseph Prince gets up and preaches three hours without a note. Not Hebrew, Greek, I'm going, I hate you. <laughs> I've got to have notes. This is just me. I've got to have notes. He's preaching three hours off the top of his head, quoting, you know, as I say, Greek and Hebrew. Man, I'm, I'm not into Greek and Hebrew. Anybody else out there? Hello? I know a Greek, he runs a fish and chip shop. In the he- I'm not just kidding. Hello, I'm not kidding. It says he gives power to the weak and those who have no mighty increase of strength, but even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men will utterly fall. Remember when you were young and bulletproof? Anybody else? Did we have an order call for liars? Right? When we were young and bulletproof. Man, the stupid things I'd say to my wife, I can't believe we did that. You know, how we survived. How did our kids even survive? And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, oh, I love it shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles, not flap up like a crow. Mount up, it says. You know, if you know anything about horses, when you, if you ride a horse, you mount the horse. You ride the horse. The horse doesn't ride you. It's not all about effort. Is that right? <laughs> or manipulation or trying or pushing or struggling. or str- oh, Anyway, faith is supposed to be a rest. There is a rest for the people of God. Just resting. How many of you know this pandemic didn't take God by surprise? Whoops. Only created the universe, but I didn't see that coming. Hello? Is it right to be real? But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings. like They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. It all hinges on waiting. What does wait mean? Sit down and do nothing? Well, if that's the case, what you want your strength renewed for? You done zip? Is this too deep? Wait actually means like a waiter waits on people. It's the Hebrew word quaver, which means to bind and plait together. That you would take strands of a rope, each of maybe, you know, quite weak, but you bind them together, it makes a strong. Threefold cord will not easily be broken. And so we plait together as we pray in the Holy Ghost, and as we ride on those wings of grace and faith, is that right? And we plait, we become so intimate with the Holy Spirit that we exchange our weakness for his strength, our stupidity for his wisdom. There's hope for us all yet. You know, one time I'm out driving and somebody cut me off and I said, I'm going to give that person a piece of my mind. Jan said, you don't have enough to spare. You know, I'm <laughs> my, my wife's German. You don't have to worry about, don't ever have to worry about what she's thinking. What do you really think, love? You know, <laughs> but think about. It. So you're binding and plaiting together, and so in tune with the Holy Spirit, your weakness for His strength, your your fear for His courage, your sickness for His health. It's just an automatic exchange. There's no struggling. There's no stressing. It's just revelation as it begins to come. I, lo- I don't make you. I love that. I, I, I just before I was in ministry, I, I, I didn't actually want to. I didn't want to be in ministry. I wanted to be Crocodile Dundee, just leave me alone. And I was into wildlife. But, hey, I had an experience with God, an encounter with God, just changed your life. But this is a visual generation. Is that right? I know it's all about visual, the young people. 
So I got a DVD. Can you run that little bit of DVD for me, please? The spectacular terrain in which I'm standing is the domain of one of the most fascinating creatures on earth, the eagle. Reigning as king of the skies, this magnificent bird inspires even the most dispassionate of individuals who are exposed to its majesty. My name's Cole Stringer and I invite you to join me on a glorious journey into the realm of the eagle. My fascination with this incredible bird, the eagle, is not a recent thing. As a matter of fact, I spent a number of years in outback Australia as a wildlife photographer. And during that time, it gave me the opportunity to do an extensive study on the bird. So much so that uh, I wrote a book on the subject, and it's okay. called On Eagle's Wing. Thank you. If you want to see any more, you've got to buy it. My mother didn't raise any idiots. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Hello. But, man, there's something there. You know, eagles, every culture in the world has some fascination with eagles. The Romans marched under the banner of the golden eagle. The Greeks thought, thought that was the contact between man and God. North American Indians, is that right? The, uh, the feather, the, North, the Aboriginal people, same totem as often the eagle. You, you can go, uh, Napoleon named his son Little Eagle. Even Hitler marched under an eagle banner. Every culture acknowledges something spectacular about an eagle. The aerodynamic marvels. No bird even comes close to an eagle. They can achieve heights that no other bird can achieve. You know, if you, uh, I'm sure you've been up to Mount Tambourine, looked out and seen those wedge tails occasionally out there. But if you live in the Northern Territory, you know, you don't have to drive far to see the eagles. They sit on the side of the road. Huge, magnificent birds. You know, in the... I, I, I'd love to observe them. In the early hours of the morning, there's no, the ground temperature is not warm. It's still quite cool. So warm air rises. In the early hours of the morning, you know, there's no thermal current. You know what a thermal current is? The willy-willies, dust devils? Warm air rises. And so it will be difficult to fly because the air is quite thin. So the eagle just sits back and watches. It's the flappers of the bird kingdom. The crows, the corellas, the galahs. <gasps> Got to put a lot of effort in there. Come on, boy, flap them wings. And the eagle just sits back. Look at these idiots. Flapping and carrying on. Is that right? I feel like love's coming now. And about 9 o'clock, the ground temperature begins to warm and the thermal currents begin to rise and the eagle just leaps off and he locks his wings, seven-foot wingspan. He begins to mount the wind. 1,000, 2, 3, 4, 6, 8, 10,000 feet with the barest flip of a wingtip. 
it's just awesome as they dance across the sky, sky dancing they call it, soaring on the thermal. And on the end of their wings they have things like fingers that can read wind currents, can understand pressure. They actually read the wind. Hey, same word for wind is same word for spirit. Ruach in Hebrew and pneuma in Greek. They ride on the very breath of God, soaring. They can soar 100 miles. At the end of the day, they just come back and land, haven't even raised the sweat. And they look over at the crows, <laughs> been flapping all day. And at the risk of offending some people, I'm leaving later, Pastor, there's a few crows in the church. Flap a bit harder, jump on the chairs, throw water, anything. All totally flesh, but it sounds great. I feel a love coming. In any church service, there are movings of the Holy Spirit, thermal currents of the Holy Spirit. The thermal currents you begin to pick up. If you're sensitive, you can pick up. Is that right or not? Sometimes, you know, I've got a message together, spent days on it, get up and the Spirit of God say, don't want you to preach that. I said, well, you could have told me a couple of days ago. He said, no, you needed that. They don't, you need that. Can I have an amen? There's movings of the Spirit. Musicians, pastors know what I'm talking about. If you've been in a pastor or a musician, there are movings of the Spirit. You get up and you get song number one, six, five, and the Spirit of God said, no, go this way. I've got messages and got up and sometimes just throw the whole lot away and you just got to, is that right? Ride on the thermal currents of God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, in a church services, movings, like I say, perhaps you, you go to, you got great praise and worship here, but you go to some churches, I'm thinking, you know, at the end of the service, God wants to move in reverential worship. So they get up, clangity clang, dang, dang, ding, ding, dang. Shoot the Holy Spirit right in there, bang, dead. <laughs> Just killed him on the spot. Oh, but we're a, we're a professional. Yeah, but you got zip anointing. Might s- I feel a love coming now. Whoa. Well, maybe God does want to move, you know, and in, 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 in joy and thinks they'll get up and play a dirge. Duh, 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 duh. Funeral march. <laughs> Am I making it up? If you're thick as a brick, you don't even know what I'm talking about. But if you're at all sensitive, is that right or not? You know exactly what I'm talking about. See, eagles have two sets of eyes, eyelids. When they begin to attack or they're dri- diving in dives at 160, 70 miles an hour diving, they drop a second set of eyelids, which is called the, the, the nictitating membrane that drops over to the eyes to protect the eyes. Two sets of eyes. You and I have two sets of eyes. You have the natural and you have the spiritual. And some of us never get out of the, all we can see is the natural, what's happening here. How about you? You're tuned to the things of the spirit. How many of you know Elisha and Gehazi around the city of Dothan? Remember the story? And the, the, the Syrian army has surrounded the city. And they get up one morning and here's all these Syrians, thousands of troops. And what does Elisha say? He says, no, there's more of them with us than them out there. Gehazi, the forest gump of the ministry, thick as a brick. He gets up and says, 1,000, 10,000, 1, 2. You must have gone to night school. You can't add up in the daytime. Have a look, Jack. And what does he say? He says, open his spiritual eyes. And so, is that right? He gets a look into the spirit. Is that right or not? And it says the whole uh, around the mountains are chariots of fire. Those that didn't, weren't just created, they were there all the time. But an adjustment from his earthly eyes to his supernatural eyes. How many of you know what I'm talking about? 
So often in the things of the Spirit, the Spirit of God will just, is that right, takes you in a different direction or whatever it is. You know, mount up. doesn't say flap up. Mount up. Thermal currents. I love it. You know, there's something about wedge tails in the morning. Man, if you want just to, as I say, I'll never forget that experience I had with the, with the eagles after that storm. Effortless grace. I'm watching birds bolt for cover as fast as they can go. Is that right? Squawking, carrying on. And I just see one. Man, I, I want to be like that. I don't want to be just led by the mob. Is this right? Now, you can preach. I, I think we were allowed an opinion. I don't want to just be led by the mob. I, learn to hear God for yourself. In this day and age, I'm not being smart, but you, we're not even led by prophets anymore. I didn't say there's not a place. For, but the Bible says you're led by the Spirit of God. For as many as are, is that right, led by the Spirit of God, these are the mature sons of God. So if the Spirit of God resides within us, will lead us and guide us and show us things to come. He never makes a mistake. Anyway, I preach myself happy anyway. You know, there's so much we can learn from eagles. They mate for life. There's something unique in an age that we don't even give a rip anymore. You can even be in ministry today, have be married three or four times, have a couple of concubines and porcupines. Nobody gives a rip. You can't say that. I just said it. I'm leaving later. He pastor's in shock right about now. I'm not looking. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, is that right or not? You can, anyway. My mum and dad were married to each other for 72 years. My dad was only saved the last 10 years of his life. He was a professional kangaroo shooter. We blew Skippy away. <laughs> Have you hugged your tree today? I, 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 I'm not trying to be smart, but you can't change what you are. Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. I'm not even sorry. <laughs> you can't change what you are. Don't even try to do. My mum and dad, 72 years. My dad said, you only get 20 for murder. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And I said, Dad, I said, how do you stay married to the same lady for 72 years? He looked at me and said, just learn to be less selfish. See, that, would halve, that one thing alone would halve the divorce rate. It's all about I, me, and mine now. Is that right? Paul said the predominant sign of the last days won't be 666 and the stormtroopers are coming. He said men will be lovers of themselves. First thing he said, we live in an age that we're all in love with our mirrors. If anybody else fell in love with us, we'd get jealous. So, hey, you don't think you've got a problem, hey? Well, you get a photo. Who's the first head you look for? <laughs> Should we have an order call for liars? You know, we've got family photos, 50 people. Jen says, you're not putting that on on Facebook. My hair looks bad. <laughs> well, what about the other 49 people? We look great. <laughs> Do I lie? How come you're the first? You, is that right? Your buff head's the first thing you look for. You're going to stone me because I tell you the truth. That's the age we live in. I learned, you know, I learned more about marriage from my mum and dad than I did from the church. I'm not putting it down, I'm just saying. Wednesday, this, this Wednesday, my wife and I, the love of my life, will be married 60 years. 60 years. I'm taking, I'm taking my wife. We got a letter from the Queen, from the Prime Minister. Hello? And even one from the Governor-General. Oh, I love it. So I'm taking my wife out to buy a diamond ring because it's diamond anniversary. I said, honey, I said, after putting up with me for 60 years, you've <laughs> to say, 
And she said, you better believe it. <laughs> Anybody? You know, I, you know, before I was this wonderful spiritual person, man, I was a selfish mongrel. I, 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 you know, I'm not even saying I'm, I'm great now, but I look back and I'm thinking, dear God, was I really? I said to my wife, was I really that bad? She said, trust me, you were. You know, I owned a gun shop. I don't even know why I'm saying this. Somebody needs it. I owned a gun shop. Would you believe it? I was an, almost an alcoholic. Not a good combination. And she made me angry one night. I loaded a handgun with blanks. Warped sense of humor. Come home and banged on the door. She said, what do you want? I said, I'm going to kill you. Fire the shot. Flame comes out the end. She's waiting to die. I made the mistake of laughing. She punched me right in the face and rolled me down the stairs. Now we teach marriage counseling. I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up. Here's Matt from my church, got saved 100 years ago in my church. You know, but I just see the grace of God. Man, I'm just so great. If you don't need it, you, you go for it. Whatever works for you. I'm a self-made man. Well, how's that working for you now in the crisis? I need the grace of God. I look at that eagle. Effortless grace. Man, I love that. Just effortless. No flapping. No trying to make something happen, manipulate of something else. You know, but just effortless grace. Unearned favor. That's what I'm learning, man. I just love it. Think about, you know, eagles are just awesome, as they say. They go through a courtship flight. Most Aussies don't know this. I've actually got it on the DVD if you want to see it. They fly high and they actually lock talons. They begin to free fall, hundreds of feet locking talons. Locking, falling. I was actually going to show up anyway if we don't, but going to the ground and they just break in there. They go through that every year as a courtship flight. I said, honey, they do that. We're watching. And I said, I did they do that every year? She said, forget it. I'm not jumping out of an aeroplane hanging onto your toenails. Snap out of it. <laughs> I don't worship eagles, but there's so much here. Made the ride on the high places of earth. You know, in Revelation, it even talks about, it even talks about the throne of God. Quickly go to Revelation with me. I'm jumping around a bit here, the poor people up the back with the, putting the scriptures up. But anyway, Revelation 4, and it says there in verse 6, before the, uh, before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. In the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and back. The first living creature was a lion. The second living creature was like a calf. Mistranslation is actually ox. The third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was a flying eagle. What's the significance? Lion is the king of the beast, the king of the wild. The second, it says that the ox is the king of domestic vehicle, uh, vehicles, of domestic beasts. The third, it says, had a face like a man. Man's destined to rule the world. But it says the eagle. The fourth had a face like an eagle. And an eagle is destined to reign and be king of the sky. Around the throne of God, I love that. You know, one thing I love about eagles, they're courageous. They'll give their lives for their family. In many cases, they lay their lives down. Doesn't Scripture tell us greater love is no man than he lay down his life for his friend? Your best friend should be your spouse. I remember, you know, I'm going out to photograph eagles in the Northern Territory, and the mother eagle would attack me. She'd try to scratch my head, and, you know, end up probably wearing a tra crash helmet or things like that. I was watching Discovery Channel. They're filming in the Philippines, eagles. And the eagle hits the cameraman in the head and knocks him straight out of the tree. You know, they're bold birds. They'll attack anything for their families. 
And doesn't the Bible talk about God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind? One time I, I'd eventually made friends with this mother eagle. After about three years, she accepted that I wasn't trying to do any harm, so she let me climb up and photograph the baby. I think we've actually got her to clip and bring that one up. And so I'm climbing up this day and I talk my wife into coming with me. She gets up and puts her hand in the nest and there's a snake in the nest. So she said to me, you did that on purpose. I said, what sort of a moron would carry a snake in his pocket up the tree and snap it? But they're courageous birds. You know, some years ago they had the hang glide, world hang gliding competition on, up in Mount Tambourine. And they forgot to tell the German pilot, don't go left because that's where the wedge tails have their nest. And so they, it was in the Reader's Digest that the, the German pilot turns left and the wedge tails attacked him and stripped his, his uh, glider, put him in a dive and nearly cost him his life. He said, those birds are crazy. Listen to me. doesn't say greater love is no man listen. He laid down his life for his friends. These are just some of the things that I've, I've experienced and I've learned from an eagle. See, courage, we've got a funny idea. Courage is not the lack of fear. If you've never had fear, you're either a liar or you've had a lobotomy. Everybody, we're in a storm right now, people. We're in perhaps possibly the greatest storm we'll ever experience in our lifetime. Is that right or not? Now, you've got to make up your mind if you're going to run, bolt with the whole majority, or you're going to listen to the, word of God, the voice of God. And allow that grace and that faith to lift you up and over the storm. Your choice. I'm not telling you what. Your choice. But every choice has consequences as well. You know, and as I say, I love that. I'm just thinking, see, as I say, courage is not the lack of fear. Courage is simply suck it up and tough it out and do it, even if you've got to do it scared. Just do it scared. When I grabbed my kids to run across at the height of the storm, I was scared spitless. I'm just being honest, I was scared spitless. Jan's got a lot more guts than I do. You know, I was scared spitless, but you just do it because that's what you do. Is that right or not? You just do it even if you're scared to do it. Man, I tell you, I don't like what's happening in the nation, but I love the grace of God. And my confidence is not in me or anybody else. Hello, it's in, listen, I know God loves me. No matter what happens, he'll provide for us. Is that right? How many of you know he didn't say, you know, I created the universe, but I missed this pandemic. I missed that one. Like, snap out of it, Jack. I just love the grace of God, the goodness of God. You know, since I've had a real, and I'm not being smart, but, you know, since I've had a real, real revelation of grace, it takes away, I, I don't have any fear of death. Because I'm telling you right now, if it's this good here, imagine what it's going to be like up there. The people, that, even from my church that had died and come back, and I spoke to some, and they said, I would never come back if I had a choice. There was such a degree of love and acceptance. Why would you want to come back to a joint like this? Well, thank you for your enthusiasm on that point. But, you know, as I say, I just love the, the goodness of God, the grace the, of God. See, listen, the eagle has a potential to reign in life. But they have to even be taught to fly. 50% of eagles die in their first year because they don't know even how to fly. Even at birth, you'll find an eagle has to even uh, uh, contend. They have a, when they're inside the, the egg, they have a little what's called an egg tooth on their beak. And that has to tap until they tap their way out and break the, the eggshell. And scientists have found if they break the eggshell to make it easier, those birds don't survive because they don't know how. Anybody know what I mean? 
Anyway, see, it's not what's, it's what's inside. The Word of God tells us we're, we're complete in Him. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Now get your head around that. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of you. Yeah, whoa, whoa, yeah. What time's this idiot finishing so we can go to lunch? Get a revelation of what I'm talking about. And then he goes on to say, the power and authority I give to you over all the power of the enemy and nothing, nothing shall by any means harm you. How, how come we can't just accept that, believe that? You know, as I say, I love, I need to close off. Just think about this. If you can't remember any, remember the story. When I lived in the Northern Territory, we used to go into Arnhem Land a, a lot of times. And one of the Aboriginal boys was telling me, he said, you know, one of the tribal leaders, one of the, they were going to get some eagle feathers, climbed up in the Wedgetail's nest, but they found there was some eagle eggs. So he thought, oh, I'll raise one, you know, it'll be a pet. So they took it down. They, how am they going to hatch it out? So they found a chook and they shoved it under the chook. So the chook hatched it out. It didn't know any different. How many of you know it looked a lot different to the other chooks? Is that right? But the eagle thinks he's a chook because he doesn't know anything else. All he sees is chooks scratching around in the dirt. And the, is that right? And the muck and the filth. Is that right? The fat, lazy birds. And so he grows up and he thinks he's an eagle. Bob, Bob, Bible says, a man, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's not what's going on out. It's what's on the inside. The way you see yourself. And so after a year or two, one day he's out scratching in the filth and the dust and the muck. And this huge shadow comes over. He looks up and here's this magnificent eagle coming over the top. And he goes, whoa, that's awesome. What is that? A bird? Is it a plane? Is it super chook? What is it? And the mother comes out and says, that's one of those eagles. That's one of those hyper faith birds that actually think they can fly. Can I have an amen? We were never designed to fly. He said, have a look. This is where the safety is. You scratch around on the dirt and the muck and the filth with a few grubs, this is where it's safe. You don't get up there, is that right? it's unsafe. You stay, you stay and scratch around in the filth and the muck and the dirt. Be a fat, lazy bird. Think about that. And so the bird, the, the young eagle, keeps looking up and he thinks, there's an affinity, there's something different. And so finally one of the day the eagle comes over and says, have a look at yourself, mate. You're built differently. Is that right? Look at your wings. The chooks have got little wings, is that right? Imagine a bird trying to be on the ground with seven-foot wingspan. It's top-heavy. Look at your beak. It's not designed for scratching up grubs. Have a look at your talons. He says, come on up. Come soar with us. Come soar with the eagles. And the bird spreads his wings, and he's about to fly, and his flapping is about to take off. And Mama Chook comes and grabs him by the tail feathers and pulls him back down. And that's some of our lives. You're just about to take off and soar, and some ding-a-ling comes along. Is this too deep? And pulls your tail feathers out. I don't know what happened to that eagle. I never found out. Did he ever get to the place where he took off with the eagles or did he stay scratching around with the chooks for the rest of his life? How does that identify with your life? Fat, lazy birds scratching around the dirt and the muck and the filth and the dust or reigning as king of the skies? Think, listen to me. If you can't remember anything else, remember this. Sometimes I'm going through a hard time. I'll go away to a quiet place and I'll start spraying and praying in the spirit, but then I get back and I see that eagle flying into that storm front. And I see him hitting that storm front and just lifting him up in his cat. 
he's catapulting up and I'll see all these other birds bolting for cover, squawking, carrying on. And I see that bird riding the thermal currents, Lord. I think that's how I want to live. That, that, that's how I want to live. Now, you make up your own mind if you want to run with everybody else, you go for it. But I, just, I don't know, but I want to hear God for myself. I just want to hear the, that voice say, that's how you need to live your life. Stop scratching around the dirt, the filth, the muck. And come on up here. That's what you spread those wings of grace and faith. Let them carry you up. Think about it. awesome, just soaring, sky dancing, it's called. Man, I love that. God sees us as eagles, not chooks. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. With all of his awesome power lives in you. You were never designed for this. You were designed to live. Deuteronomy says you were designed to ride on the high places of the earth. Can I have an amen? And no matter what the storm, the pandemic, whatever, and I'm not being smart right now, but whatever, I believe that God is the answer. doesn't have the answer. He is the answer. Praise God. You know, we need to pray for our prime minister. I don't know about you. And they, you couldn't pay me enough money to take that man's job. You couldn't pay me enough. But I believe what Scripture says, if you, first of all, pray for those in leadership over you. So before we close, I want you to stand up with me. And I want us to pray for our nation. Whether you like it or you don't like it, do you believe the Bible? I don't like that. Well, hey, snap out of it. Do you believe the Bible or not? I mean, think about this. Paul wrote half the New Testament. He's living at a time when they're lighting Christians up like Roman candles. They're throwing them to the lions, and he says, if you don't submit to the leaders of this nation, of the nation, he says, you bring judgment on yourself. Read it for yourself. I'm not saying they don't make mistakes. I'm not trying to tell you, but we need to pray for our nation's leaders. Desperately need to pray. Wisdom, guidance. Lord, give them wisdom. Is that right or not? We might live peaceable lives. Lord, I just thank you for those in authority over us. They, don't, they make mistakes like anybody else. But Lord, I'm just being obedient to your word. You said pray for those in authority over us. And Lord, I just thank you. We, I believe we live in the greatest country in the earth, on the face of the earth. What other place can you get such health care for? Nothing. Free. Lord, I just thank you. I believe they can do better. But Lord, I believe that right now as we pray, that you give them wisdom and guidance. Lord, that they, that, that they turn their hearts towards you as never before. They would seek you out for wisdom and for guidance. Lord, I just thank you for Pastor Patsy and Tony, for the Rhema Church, the wisdom that comes forth from this pulpit, the balance. Father, I just thank you. I see them like eagles, just soaring up over the storms of life, not scratching around with the chooks, not flapping up with the crows and the galahs, but soaring over the storms of life and teaching the young eagles, this is how you fly. This is what your wings are for. As you spread them forth, this is how you learn to fly. I speak blessings over this church, every home, every family that's represented here. I call you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Whatever you turn your hands to shall prosper and succeed. The enemy shall no longer find opportunity to rob and to kill and destroy. Father, we just give you the praise. We give you the glory. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here. Just before, stay in that attitude of prayer for a moment. Let me read you the scripture and we'll close. 
from Ephesians are like Paul. He writes in Ephesians chapter 1, that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That the eyes of your understanding, your spiritual eyes would be opened. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you would know the hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe? according to the working of his mighty power. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. It's time to stop scratching around with the chooks. It's time to spread those wings of grace and faith. As a baby, a baby eagle, as he begins to learn to fly and to begin to trust his wings will hold him up. He'll begin to soar 1,000, 2,000, 10,000 feet. At 10,000 feet, it's much easier to see things afar off than when you're a crow at 100 feet. You can see, is that right? A long way. And everyone else can see you. I like that song Joe Cocker sings. Lord, lift us up where we belong, where the eagles fly on mountains high. Let me just encourage you as we close. You're an eagle, not a chook. Despite what you've been told, despite those chooks pulling at your tail feathers and trying to pull you back down again, you are an eagle. You're made in the image of God. We need to spread our wings and get up there and fly on the high places of the earth. Would you just bow your head for a few moments? Is there anybody here that you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord? I'm not asking you to join the church. I'm asking you to pass from a chook to an eagle. Is there anybody? Just pop your hand up. I won't embarrass anybody. I won't drag you down front. I'll pray for you right where you're standing. If you just slip your hand up and say, please, Pastor, pray for me. Could you pray for me? Anyone at all, just slip your hand up. And I'll pray for you right where you're standing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And look at me as we close. Some people probably think I'm making things up. I'm not making anything up. I'll never forget that day. And I saw that eagle in the storm. I just lost my house. I just lost my business. I don't even know what, if they're even going to rebuild the city. As far as I know, most of the people are running away, bolting. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe we're finished. I actually said to Jen. And then it's amazing how God brings things across your path at those right times. And I just happened to look up. And I see that eagle. And he spread his wings and he's just taken off and soaring up and over. Man, he's sky dancing on the very force that the enemy sent to destroy. I heard the voice of God say, that's how you need to live your life. That's how you need to live your life. Hey, let's give the Lord a clap offering. Can we do that? Thank you, Lord. I got some of my books. Listen to me. Uh, to make great Christmas presents, I'm not just trying to sell a book, good Christmas presents. We need to give things that will encourage people. Some people endorse it, Jesse Diplomas, Jerry Seville, Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagen, some lady with a small ministry called Joyce Myers. There's a DVD, and so I'm up with it. There's a USB that you can actually plug into your TV and play the whole video with all of those scenes of those eagles soaring up with the scriptures in. And I, as I say, I just love it. 
If you ever want to get a shot and you're feeling a little bit down, go up to Mount Tambourine, go out around Bog Desert somewhere. And stop looking at the ground. Stop and look up. You know why most people don't see eagles? Because they never look up. They're looking at the ground. Sometimes I see two of them together in courtship lights. Man, maybe because I go looking for that. Seek and you'll find. If you're all you're looking for is terrible things and six, six, six and the stormtroopers, that's what you're going to find. That you'll find it all right. I ain't looking for those things. I'm looking for the good things of God, the grace of God, the favor of God. Amen. Hey, let's give the Lord a clap offering. Thank if you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.